Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith, and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life when others seem to have it all worked out. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures. And after we talk about unverified nonsense for approximately 20 minutes, we'll be joined by an actual expert on the subject to help us figure things out. Welcome to Chancers, hon. Well, it's someone's birthday. I suppose to say it. It was yesterday. It's my birthday week. <laughs> Are you one of those ones that have a birthday week or a month or a day? No, just I think now that I feel like 32 <laughs> is quite miserable, so I'm just going to take the day that was in it. Uh, you're sitting opposite me on Zoom in a wife beater. <laughs> Looking yeah. less than fresh. Looking fresh. I know. <laughs> I went out for Anna's birthday and I'm the one that got drunk. I mean, it's just not. You stayed yeah. out. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Was you par- partied for me. <laughs> we went to a stunning restaurant though. Yeah, it was lovely. It was a six by Nico in Dublin and they do like this, like each team. So it was like Miami to Ibiza, six courses paired with wine. Paddy like oh, yeah. getting different <laughs> glasses of wine with every first. He didn't finish his first glass of wine by the time the second and it was two different white wines and he just picks up, she's explaining it, what it means, what are the notes, the fruitiness and he just pours <laughs> one glass of wine into the other. Her face was actually yeah, disgust. It was the same, I was like, Patty. No, that's pretty bad. I didn't yeah. realise that it was like a tasting menu. I she just, just gone to McDonald's for my birthday to be fair. <laughs> Have a chicken nugget, pretend it's a veggie one. Sneak an agon in. <laughs> How have yeah, your yeah. yeah, I'm starting something new on Instagram. I see. Um, so I'm talking all about accessibility, like kind of like calling out businesses that aren't accessible enough and then actually celebrating businesses that are doing a great job with accessibility. Uh, and I'm getting people's horror stories in and stuff. So, because like that's why I actually really started to kind of shine a light on living life as a disabled person and sometimes you kind of forget that when you're like like because I'm doing it so long so I was like you know what? I'm gonna go back to basics and I'm loving it yeah of course well like I mean yeah you because it's your reality and then but also like you're yeah then you you have multiple other things going on so you can you know yeah so, yeah yeah show what, you what, what do you what are you thinking of do you like it or you're like no, like absolutely what? not the like what? What, what I'm doing but the <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> well, I think that you're trying to make Dublin do you, more. Do you, do, you, do you like me? Do Absolutely you... <laughs> not. I think, how dare you? <laughs> you're like, absolutely, Paddy. It's actually a pain in the arse, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this topic properly. Yeah. So, like you're saying, obviously, this is how you kind of started. This is your yeah. reality of your own life, but like, what was it? You put up a story box on Monday. Yeah, I put up a story box on Monday just asking people to kind of share their horror stories of, you know, places that they've been that haven't been accessible or, you know, where they felt more disabled than they should because they don't have the access that they need. And the problem is that, like, because I'm doing, I do, I've done a lot of diversity and inclusion talks with corporates and stuff over the past while because prior to one time, like, the Michael Bublé of pride because I'm disabled and gay and um <laughs> so I've done so many talks that I started to realize that the world isn't built for disabled people 
and like the excuse that they give is that like the buildings have been around for years and they can't do anything about it but disabled people have been around since the beginning of time I know so like that's the problem do you know what I mean so then I actually was like do you know what I'm gonna put this to the test and put it out to the public and kind of get because I don't think people realize the inaccessibility around until they are like hit with it in the face do you get me like yeah, for sure. like in terms of like even taxis like you know I got a I got a story in that like a taxi wouldn't take a wheelchair user even though it was a wheelchair accessible taxi because they didn't know how to like put down the step or you know have the alterations done because they have to actually do a course before they can take somebody but when why are they even out in the taxi yeah you know what I mean and they'd be like oh it'd be easier if you weren't disabled like people say this stuff like yeah I seen that one on one of your stories it would be easier they said to them it would be easier if you weren't disabled like yeah obviously thank you for (laughs) stating the obvious of what I'm growing up with here I know Um, like like the thing about it is you don't even have to think about that do you know what I mean so like I'd like to hear from your point of view like kind of maybe kind of being friends with me has it kind of opened your eyes did you have you ever thought about this before and um, the know. only time like obviously the only time like I think people will think about this is when it's yeah like when you said well when you're raising awareness you're obviously there's people out there who haven't thought about this and now they maybe will yeah. like for, for me it's obviously when yeah when I'm out with you or with anyone that I know like other people that I know that have disabilities um that's when you think about it because you're like okay we're going here and they have this disability and will that be be able to access like that's when I think about it I don't think about me personally because I don't need to luckily yeah I know Um, it's mad isn't it because it's just like a privilege that you have you don't even have to think about like even yesterday I was thinking like you know we were it was a gorgeous restaurant like amazing service but like how would a wheelchair actually get in there do you know what I mean and also in the wheelchair bathroom there was like um like a kind of like a like a, a, a like a rack with loads of like toilet roll on it and candles and stuff but like it came out from the wall so much that the wheelchair wouldn't have been able to fit through to get to the wheelchair accessible toilet it that was like some of, fancy kind of yeah do you know what i mean oh. um and i don't even know if you know this but like this month is disability prize month so it's disability awareness month uh and when i, I put that, I knew my, that from your... yeah from your story like, I think been... that's funny as well because it's been around since 1990 yeah and this was your first year here about it as well yeah do you know what I mean so I think that's a lot of other stuff get, gets a lot more exposure within the media and stuff but people don't really know about disability awareness once even though it's been around since it, the first one the first one was in Boston in 1990 and it got it, it was when the Disabilities Act was passed um in the united states is when it began but like that's a year like how many years ago is that you know me and maths not great but like it's a long time ago 32 because i was <laughs> born in 1990 <laughs> so 32 years started what were some of the horror stories that you heard from that question box okay so some of the horror stories i've heard is that like in dublin airport um they wouldn't let them have two uh, clear plastic bags, uh, even though it was for medication. Oh. Isn't that mad? That's mad. There should definitely be some kind of like doctor's note or something for that, shouldn't there? But then I guess, I mean, then a terrorist could get a doctor's note. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> but that like, should be definitely like something that should be like, yeah, allowed if you're medically needing them. 
I know, absolutely madness. And um, people are going mad at Brian Thomas as well. That's so inaccessible. Like, I've got loads of stories about that. Just like there's one step to the disabled toilet or disabled yeah. access or, you know. I've seen people um, do that. Yeah, there's, there's an arrow to dis- disabled access and it's just like up a load of steps. And yeah, <laughs> or up one step and it just doesn't make sense, you know. Um, or like even the thing where, <clears throat> this is good, like obviously they have a ramp the establishment but you have to go in and ask them for the ramp so in a way people who have wheelchairs and all make stuff makes them feel awkward because it's a whole rigmarole of trying to get them into the restaurant did you get me yeah i do understand that but i guess that is still you know it's that still is still better. accessible like you know when you yeah that is like maybe some changes that people can start looking at if they're not doing it already you know yeah. i know that's maybe a bigger way to go in terms of like yeah so that people don't have to ask or feel bad but if they do have it, that, that is better, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And look, they're obviously a step ahead of some businesses. Um, but as like even pregnant women were getting touching me and being like, you know, um, because of the buggy and stuff, they're really they're realizing how inaccessible it is. Like if you think about your footpath, like the bins, you know, um, a lot yeah. of disabled uh toilets are used with like chairs and like people just like there's loads of bits around it. It's kind of used as like. You know, like your everything drawer where you just have everything fucked mm. in. It's like that. Some, with some disabled uh, to go. Street, but... I, know, I don't think about that, actually. Just thinking like the street is like an obstacle course. Yeah. It just must make it it's so tough for people to leave the house. And that's probably like why they don't bother, you know? I know it is. And like, obviously, I'm I'm in a good situation because I can still walk around. Do you know what I mean? But like, and the problem is as well, like, I think that people don't realize like everyone could end up disabled one day. Yeah, for mean? sure. What was that quote that you put up? And so, what did you say? Someone said, "I'll get it up here actually." Yeah, because I, it's a real thinker. Yeah, it's one of those ones where <laughs> I was like, "Oh," I was like, uh, huh? <laughs> "You were like, oh, oh yeah. I've never looked at it like that before." Oh my god, you just came up with a stunning little video you did in your outfit last night. Oh my god, give it a like, comment, share. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, basically it was like we'll all end up disabled in some way someday. Does that mean that we let get like so you could have you could yeah as we get older or you could get older and you we all lose lose a bit of our freedom and a bit of our ability naturally as well exactly like like eyesight you know you you may become yeah hard of hearing you know harder to walk um and I think like sixty percent of people agreed with that and then four she didn't so but like do you think Ireland is accessible for you? Like for in in, me? in ter- yeah. well, obviously for you, but like in terms of everything, yeah, for you, can you walk around, Hannah? <laughs> I'm like, no, actually, it is, it is for me, obviously, but I don't know what to make of D- D- Dublin. I guess because, like, you know, even like we were in London last week together, and yeah. we were walking around. We wanted to do a rooftop. We got refused from one rooftop before yeah. because we were, we were in Rare and Runners. The goal. Uh, so actually, that was an accessible. <laughs> <laughs> And then, <laughs> then we went to another and it was like up like a million flight of stairs that like probably you shouldn't have done, but you're like, you just go for it at the same time, which is incredible. So we were like yeah. video oh and Yeah, actually those stairs. Up, like, up the stairs with like the music going. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so we turned it into some content, but. Always. So, but like you did think, oh, feck, I feel bad for you now. And like, you know, I know. and then, then actually when you got to the top, they, they told you there was a hidden feckin lift but I know. Um, 
ridiculous so like obviously yeah like when i like when i'm with you i'm aware of that stuff dublin no i feel like because Dub- dublin's old isn't it? a lot of buildings are old like you like think about the cobblestones the cobblestones yeah, cobblestones um and, and the problem is like um like bu- buildings that are getting built now unless you're directly affected by disability or accessibility like i don't think they really think about what is needed Do you know no what but I mean? they definitely isn't that a rule that you have to have access yeah. now building something new yeah but like like they, they don't even really think about where the disabled toilet is situated or you yeah. know where the ramp is situated or you know how, how wide is the corridor for a wheelchair coming through i think that's the hardest thing to realize like if you're going for a job i've got i refused from jobs before in the past because they're like we just don't have the accessible that we need the accessibility that we need so yeah so they were straight up we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna give it to you do you know what i mean which is crazy and unfair and definitely something that could be done so what what do you think about ireland as maybe compared to other places you've been yeah just in your own experience as, as being accessible like i think it's i think it's definitely not the worst well, it's definitely not the easiest either. I think the buildings and like, cause like you know, there's a lot of like I suppose personality within our buildings and stuff. I think they need to be renovated and rethought. Mm. There's a lot of restaurants that you wouldn't be able to go to. Um, you know, the cobblestones Temple Bar, even though they're iconic, they're really hard for me on crutches. Yeah. You know, um, so I think there's a lot of things to like to like you have to just kind of rethink and think through a person who is obviously has needs like it needs to be thought through again like you know i was looking up this but the most accessible um european city is sweden actually and i'm not surprised uh sweden just sounds like a sound place to be honest Doesn't it? yeah because i think they have like really low working hours as well <laughs> <laughs> we should just move there and they're all stunning so Second, go on, Sweden. I know. And then <laughs> Germany got second place as well. Go well, on, it was a city I can't pronounce that name. Bremerhaven. Bremerhaven. I was going to say Beethoven. So you see, you saved me there. <laughs> um, yeah, that got second place. And then Florence and Italy got a special men- mention for a really good built environment. So we'll be going there. Will we go there for a little chancellor's trip? Yeah. Do a good little docu series on, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, like, li- I'll be like, Ally, let's find out the most accessible cities <laughs> and be right there for a holiday. But like, I'd, I'd film you <laughs> on your prop. Yeah. And they, oh, actually, they, I've looked, I was looking up things. They have this thing called Access Earth. Yeah. Um, which is a really good place for accessible places on the earth, essentially. <laughs> and they're trying to build it up. <laughs> They're trying to build it up to show people. And I think that's a really good shout because like sometimes you just don't know if it is accessible or not. And then you have to look it up and you like you have to ring up or at least yeah, they'll have this one such space. A pain as well. So yeah, mean? that's good. So can people put in maybe good experiences like they were doing with your story? Yeah. App and then you can share that because that'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Then I say a lot of people have to ring every time and see. It's annoying. And I don't want to, like it's annoying as well. If you go like little things, like if you go to want to have a train, go get a train. You have to wait yeah. 24 hours in advance. Like, there's no spontaneity. It's, I know. It's I can't be spontaneous. Yeah. No, it's not good. Um, what I mean? so what's like, so what's, like, you're going to keep going with this. What's what's the next step? What's the goal? The goal is I hope that businesses actually like listen 
Yeah. And, you know, that people start to realize, like, even when they go in places, like, say to the management, be like, do you know what? We need to, like, like there's chairs, there's chairs in that accessible toilet, how are they meant to use it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just to be a bit more aware and to think that, like, you could end up disabled one day yourself or, God forbid, have a disabled child. <clears throat> and how would you like them to live? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that sure. Is... And so, and you've been calling out some places, and have they been getting back to you? And like, how do you feel about calling out places? Sometimes I feel a bit like yeah. Well, I've been giving. I've been giving. That, but actually, at the same time, you, it's not like I think what you're doing is a right kind of like you know. I've been, I've, I've been I've been also like uh, giving like good space to places well. that yeah, are yeah. doing good, like artists in Dublin. That's a good place to go. People say, Easton's got a shout out as well. Um, where else got Heartland's guest house in Carrick and Shannon? Great, yeah, there's three, there's three got good shout outs, but like a lot more businesses, a lot more businesses didn't got bad shout outs. Did any, did any of those businesses get back to you? Um, yeah, good. they did, and they said thank you, which is great. They said also I could have a stay in Heartland's guest house, so I might check that out. Here, come on, come on, you can come, I can come, we can bring you, I'll bring you. <laughs> I don't think people do that in Malice, I just think that people are just so unaware you know, of the day-to-day struggles that people who are disabled face to kind of, like, just live in this world. So when you say to people, I think the people are like, oh, God, yeah. But it's just never in, in the front of their minds. Um, I seen on, I think it might, maybe it was to do, because of it's Disabled Pride Month, but on the telly real quick on Monday on RTE, they were sharing um, this brand new playground that had been built. Have you seen that? Front was um, fully disabled. Like, Oh my God, no. Friendly, and it looked incredible. Honestly, I don't know. I need to figure out. I, can't, I was trying to look up there, but I, I don't know if I found the right one. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, that's amazing. Oh it yeah. Kind of, it kind of makes you think of, you know, in the metaverse, when that becomes available to everybody, which will be years and years and years. Yeah. Like that will give us all a level playing field because we'll be oh, like, it's like the, yeah, the Cran Center in in Cork and like yeah, just like like slides and swings and and um, seesaws all available for wheel, wheelchair access and stuff. It was yeah, it, it looked really great and like and then it was like um, you know, it was like bonding inclusivity like because disabled and able bodied children are both playing in the same playground. So <gasps> I love that. Yeah, it was really really cool. <clears throat> like that's so exciting isn't it like yeah. when i think about like even on going on holidays <clears throat> you know when i went to holidays in thailand like to get off the boat remember you had to get boats around <clears throat> <laughs> i can't even you're like you're incredible in thailand because it's so fucking nuts like we went we went but well, this is a good 12 years ago now i'd say when yeah. we were 20 oh my god we're showing our um, age i know and yeah like you did it fair play but so in Laos we were in Laos yeah and that's a place I don't even know if they do it anymore but there's a big river that you jump in in a rubber ring and you like swim like incredibly dangerous I got pink eye from a (laughs) river um you got on a little like some little guys like literally like yeah bamboo and like he rode you down (laughs) well rode me down yeah he did yeah (laughs) no i know it's because it was obviously you had to be in that big ring with the, yeah, with the like water. A... and at the end of it was a massive waterfall with like yeah, a big end, current you had to swim for your life to get to and there's someone throw, a little <laughs> tiny kid throws in a bottle a coke bottle and a string to pull you in <laughs> otherwise you're literally gonna like never see anyone again <laughs> And you're there there, you going down on your crutches like woo. Yeah, I, I, I gave like I think it was a hundred bat to this 
person who owned a gondolu boat. A gondolu? Um, <laughs> or was it not a gondolu? <laughs> a gondolu? Maybe that's what they called them in Thailand, a gondola? But like, it wasn't a gondola. A gondola. Like, it wasn't like a gondola like in Venice. It was like a makeshift thing. It was a, a raft made out of bamboo. Like, it was so, like, you could have been gone in a second if there was, like, a gust of wind in the way. <laughs> you, know, you know, as well, I got lost one day and... um. I like went to the toilet in some of the apartments and I, when I sat in the toilet, I burst the whole cistern and like, like all the water just like, like came up and went all over my clothes and I had to come out in a pair of juicy shorts, pink <laughs> juicy shorts and a pink juicy top. And like, everyone was like, Paddy. <laughs> I think that was a fine, yeah, that was it. I think that's the perfect time for our expert, to be honest. I do. I think it's great. Yeah, I think that's a great, great insights into that and hopefully can share. And we're going to talk to our brilliant expert. And now we're on to our expert of the week. And if you're a Chancer listener, you know each week we get an expert in to give us some little tips on what our chances will be doing better. And who better this week to continue the conversation? It is our very own expert, Paddy. Welcome like, I'm, fe- I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure. That's what all the experts always say. I'm like, don't worry. You gotta be, you definitely yeah, have to be more than me I'm anyway. I'm in the hot seat now. I need to bring some facts to the table. Um, oh God. I think I it's like a true chancer move that you are the expert this week. I love yeah. We're changing you're stuff like, up a bit. T- you're like typical. Um, <laughs> Well, we just had well, a good chat there, and I just think, like, did. how do you, what, like, little tips would you give maybe to businesses to kind of start thinking? Yeah, well, what I want to say is this is the thing that always comes up when I'm doing my talks with corporates, and I don't know if you know, but like, fifty percent of people that identify as disabled, whether that be in a small way or a big way or neurologically, they hide their disability from their employer with fear of being ridiculed, mm. um, and like, I think that's a really high like stats right because it means that people are afraid to be themselves because from the research I've, sh- I've seen that they, they're afraid that they won't think they're capable so what I would think for businesses to make it more accessible and people always think about diversity and inclusion you actually need to make them feel belonged and um, before diversity and inclusion can come so I would think belonging and how would you make them feel belonged is you give them like an anonymous um like board like a kind of uh, boards IE or like a form and you allow them to speak about what they need whether that be for um you know interior design for lights pathways that are slightly bigger you know um like do a full audit to your building so you can understand where light switches are uh, how computer desks are like how high are they how how low are the seats is there enough room for the wheelchair to be under the under the desk you know when they're getting their lunch are they able to get it by themselves do they have to ask for help these are all little things that you can do so i would for me i think we need to get in the mindset of having an accessibility officer who looks at the world from or the business world per se from this point of view yeah for sure to like properly check it out not just say that's like ticking a box that's ticking box now have you actually checked is that wide enough low enough all that yeah yes exactly and like you know um like obviously it goes out saying everyone knows ramps and steps but it's so much more than that the systems that you use mm. you know are they accessibly friendly as well and there's so much more you can go into it but you know one thing i will let you know like you can live in my you could like annie you could live in my world but like sometimes i can't live in yours do you know yeah 
I think that's yeah. a really interesting and just a takeaway to think about if you're like thinking is your business accessible could you think about if I was in a wheelchair could I work here yeah and um, sure. so that's how I'd say there. That was very serious of me. That's a good one. I love to. I love that quote there. If you, you could, so it's like a it's like a boys on song or something. You could, you could live you in one world, but I can't live in yours. Like, <laughs> I sing that to an ex. <laughs> but it's very true. It's actually that's a good way to look at it. Actually, when you think about it, because like I seen on your stories recently that. A girl tagged you she was in las vegas or something yeah kind of shout out to waxworth ellen yeah for someone else and she was going yeah. through because of what you were sharing like that was really cool to see and it's kind of like i think yeah we just start like you just start thinking about it a bit, bit more i know and like what i loved about that is like ellen isn't disabled so it doesn't affect her but what it's shown is that like you know to see like to see stories like that on platforms like myself um sharing our stories um you know it's actually made her more aware um and like it also allowed you know my following to see an accessible hotel that is available in las vegas yeah ooh, why not more flights booked <laughs> <laughs> but like as a as a friend on it like even as a friend like you know one thing i think as a friend that you should look out for you know if you have a disabled friend and stuff is that we all like we don't want to always be helped mm. do you know what i mean and like i think that's a misconception like i'm talking from my personal experience but my whole identity isn't around me wanting to be helped um, yeah. and i think that we're in society we're taught that we have to help people that are different than us yeah. um but like i will ask for help if i need it and i know that most people i speak with will ask for help if they need it because we all just want to be independent so a takeaway if you were a friend is let them move at their own pace and don't be so quick to ask them do they need a hand yeah do you know what i mean um i think no, that's a good one because you're fiercely independent um, yeah and sometimes I, you do I, stuff that thinks like oh that would make it a lot easier for you if i grabbed that yeah, or did of that course. But, i mean but, but, it, I, but people it, do ask and you're like no grand but like, grant and then I'm like yeah 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 of course <laughs> do you mean but like, yeah, I do get it. Like, you don't have to be like first on, like, because you're like, I live my life myself. So, yeah, I think. But, like, how would you something... then say, like, for friends, families, even people who are going to go on a date with someone with a disability, you know, what what things can they be thinking of? That's a good one not to kind of come forward too much, offering too much help because that's just annoying. Yeah. But, like, can they be thinking ahead? Well, I've been thinking of, like, where is the restaurant? You know, will it be easy for them to get into? You know, how's the doorway? Is there many steps? Mm. Is there a disabled toilet? That sounds so simple. But a lot of places use their disabled toilet as a closet or, you know, where their Hoover is stored. And it's down. It's down they all always have st- like products in it. I don't like the storage stuff. Like, I think if you were going to go on a date with me, for example, I can only speak from my personal experience and from like who I've spoke with on my platform who are disabled as well. Like, I don't want to feel disabled on a date. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if it can be like the, that it's not a really squashed space where I have to kind of maneuver my crutches around, you know, or I can walk to the bar and and hold my own drink and bring it back without feeling like I'm going to drop it, mm. you know, things like that, where I feel like we're on a level playing field will make yeah. me feel more included. Um, and obviously the obvious things like uh, steps, doorways and toilets and stuff. Um, but I also 
saw this most amazing stat when I was researching to try and be an expert. Um, that like one in ten people over the age, under sorry one in ten people under the age of forty five are identify as disabled, whether that be neurologically or physically, um, in Ireland. Yeah. And then by the age of sixty, that raises by twenty percent. I know, and you didn't like when you're yeah. saying that. You're like look, most places, you can't. It says a disabled disabled toilet. They use it as storage, and then they probably like. I feel like I've seen that in places I've even worked, and they're like, ah, oh, but no one uses it. Uses it, you know. But that like because mm. people probably don't want to go out because they feel feel like a yeah. they, they're trying to use that, and it's like not accessible. You know what I mean? I know. Like I always, I always feel like I'm the only disabled person ever I see in a club. Like I'm the only disabled person in Ireland. No, not by those mean? stats anyway. But it's like. Um, and it's I think just, that's a, it's just c- tough for people to get out, isn't it? So they probably just don't bother half the time. I know, but that's I think it's also reiterating my my more I said to you, like anyone can become disabled. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something to think about as well. That like you know, one day you may have to live life like that. It's unfortunate, but like, wouldn't you like a life where you feel comfortable and you feel like you have independence? Um, and I think that's something to to kind of think about and take away. But like. The main thing about this is is that like to be curious and to be open and to actually be self-aware of your surroundings like in terms of bins like where you put your bin or how you park your car you know those daily those daily tasks that we all do that we take for granted it's actually really difficult for a person with a disability or in a wheelchair to maneuver around them mm-hmm. you know yeah. so if you park on the pathway if you put your bin out too far you know um we can't get around it as easy um and that's something that you take for granted yeah you know um think a bit more about yeah people and what everyone else has going on rather than yourself i guess and I, like it's not like this isn't like a wordy like conversation where i'm like you're all wrong it's just like we're all the same you know if we're not directly affected it doesn't really come into our heads but they're just little kind of tidbits that from my own personal experience would really help me and I'm sure help others who just want to live an independent life. Well, Paddy, I think you're already helping loads of people. I know you have been doing that for years, but even this work that you've started now is going to raise way more awareness and I'm delighted that you are our expert this week. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anne. And now we're on to our chant of the week. Anna, you have to say, take a chance, take a chance. You always say, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do you want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. So my chance of the week this week is Demi Lovato, um, because she had an unfortunate incident with an amethyst crystal. And I was like, no, I love crystals. <laughs> What's an amethyst crystal? It's one of those giant ones. So like one of the standing up ones you might have in your house. Oh. So when I seen that headline that she had to end up with three stitches in her face, I was like, God, what was she up to? Um, but it wasn't as good as I thought, actually, because she she actually just like bent to pick something down and whacked her face off the crystal. And I thought oh, it might be God. a bit more exciting because I love crystals. So I was like, oh, I bet she was like rubbing it all over her face instead of using sun cream or something <laughs> <laughs> like something I would do. <laughs> in your like, ice baths. Just be like, the crystal will protect me now. Um, but yeah. I just love it. I love, I'd like to believe it so much in these rocks that probably have no power whatsoever, but they just look so pretty. But yeah, pretty hurts. And she got a few stitches. She <laughs> bend and snapped and she snapped. <laughs> yeah. um, for my one, you're, well, look, 
I can't help it. I'm I'm all in. It's Love Island, hun. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Um, no, but it's the funny story. Well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, so basically, uh, Casa Moore Islander, who comes in halfway through, got kicked out, kicked out, and she started telling like really intimate secrets of how Love Island is made. Oh, really? And I was like, oh my god! So there, she was like, basically, number one, the boys and girls can never eat together at dinner times or food times because they can't let them like talk naturally because in case the story comes out uh-huh. that they have that they can't record is number one and number two is that when a new person goes in because they don't go into hiding it, it's not like like they don't oh they've been new, watching yeah they've been watching all of the um islanders all want to know how many followers they have and how they're perceived in the outside world, and they have a secret way of communicating it to them. So they all text on their phone without the producers knowing. Oh, oh my god! I wouldn't want to know. I mean, I would. Obviously, well, you would be like, you oh, wouldn't god. want to know if you thought you were if you were hated. Oh, yeah, god. exactly. They're like, God, you were getting slandered. Like I would have hated to hear that when I was in my show. We in circles, sorry. We in circles. I was actually in a show, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but but what made it even worse, and like I know, like they could, she could get in really big trouble for that. You're not allowed. Like you're meant to sign. You, you sign an NDA you, or something, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like you can't give away like that amount of magic yeah. from the show. Do you know what I mean? Because it's basically saying that they're kind of setting up. We all know it, but like they say, the fact that they can't eat together, the fact that they're communicating about the outside world and the re- and the reaction to yeah. them it's kind of giving away of the magic of the show in my in my eyes but I look I'm, I'm saying that she's kind of a chancer because like she's like no fucks given and like I want to stay relevant essentially so yeah she only got about two days in there so she's like, <laughs> I need some kind of clout <laughs> she's like sue me for all it's worth <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna take mine it's me yeah, I knew you because <laughs> you always do that I did it one time. Okay. It's me. You've got to be expert. I'm going to be the weird person. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'll go with you. Broad list updates slide into our DM. Follow me, Paddy Y. Smith, and her, Anna Cliff Comedy, for all the list updates. You can also get in touch by emailing chancerspodcast at goloudnow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, chancers, stay stunning. Maybe find a wife Maybe make a man